Hola, bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. I'm your host, Tamara Marie. Before we get started with this episode, I have a quick question for you. What are you doing to improve your Spanish this summer? Summer is a time for vacations, for getting away, and you might even be planning on visiting a Spanish-speaking country. So it is the perfect time to improve your conversational skills because let's face it, if you've been learning Spanish for any length of time and you haven't been having regular conversations, you are going to fall behind. So this summer, we are not gonna let you do that. Here at Spanish Con Salsa, we are offering a summer boot camp. This is an eight-week boot camp that will focus on Caribbean Spanish and also Spanish grammar. So we're gonna be looking specifically at the past tense. A lot of people get confused between el imperfecto, el preterito, when do I use which one? And we're also gonna be exploring the Caribbean with Puerto Rican Spanish, Cuban Spanish, and Dominican Spanish. So you will have an opportunity opportunity to improve your Spanish and you'll also be able to attend regular conversation practice sessions facilitated by a native speaker all as a part of our Spanish fluency club this summer so if you are interested go to spanishconsalsa.com slash summer that's spanishconsalsa.com slash summer Registration is open now through Sunday. We have limited spots available. So if you're interested, I encourage you to press pause now before you listen to this episode. Scroll down to the description and click on the link or just go to SpanishConSalsa.com slash summer. Hope to see you in the boot camp. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast, the show for Spanish learners that love music, travel, and culture. Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Marie. Hola, bienvenidos al episodio 165. Welcome to episode 165 of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. Now, it is Women's History Month, so I thought in honor of that, I would share some songs from some female artists from throughout Latin America during the month of March. Entonces, durante el mes de marzo, voy a compartirles algunas canciones de cantantes que son mujeres. So I'll be sharing some different songs uh, every week this month. And today, I'm going to be sharing a song from the Dominican singer Millie Quesada. And Millie Quesada is a Dominican singer who is known as the Queen of Merengue or La Reina de Merengue. And if you want to learn more about merengue music, make sure that you are subscribed to our sister podcast, the Dominican Spanish 101 podcast. You can search for it wherever you're listening to this one. We actually have an entire episode all about merengue music, its history in the Dominican Republic. So make sure you look for Dominican Spanish 101 as well. And we'll also include a link in uh, the description here for this episode. But I want to share uh, one of the songs that uh, Millie Casada has um, actually 
collaborated with Juan Luis Guerra, who's another artist, a Dominican artist that we featured on the podcast before. Um, but Millie Casada is actually a four-time Latin Grammy Award winner. Uh, at the time of this recording, it, she is 67 years old, and she is known, like I said, mainly for her merengue music. She has a really beautiful voice. I encourage you to check out the show notes for this episode, LearnSpanishConSalsa.com slash 165 for episode 165 so that you can hear the song that we'll be reviewing in this episode. So we're going to look at the lyrics of a song called Toma Mi Vida. And with this song, we're going to look at a few different things uh, as far as grammar and also some phrases that you can use in daily conversation. Now, one of the things we're going to look at is the command tense, because that's in the title of the song. We're also going to look at the use of direct and indirect objects. And I know that is a huge topic. I always get lots of questions about when do you use indirect objects? Lay low, say low, la la la, right? It sounds like <laughs> it all gets really confusing. So I'm going to take some time to uh, break down a few examples of how to use indirect and direct objects together uh, based on the lyrics from this song. Let's start with the title of the song, Toma Mi Vida. So that translates to take my life. And toma comes from the verb tomar, which means to take. But in this case, this is the command tense or what's called el mandato. So you're basically saying that you are giving someone a direction, a very clear instruction. You're telling someone to do something or compelling them to do it. So in Spanish, we have this special tense just for that. And uh, in this case, toma is the command tense of the verb tomar when you're speaking directly to someone. Uh, so it doesn't make a lot of sense, obviously, to give a command to yourself. <laughs> so there really isn't a first person of this. But toma is when you're uh, referring to, um, you know, again, you're talking to someone directly. So this would be your second person form. All right. So let's get to the lyrics of the song. It says, regálame un beso de esos besos. So, regálame un beso de esos besos. So, regálame is another command tense. So, this is from the verb regalar, which I would translate into English as to give. However, it, it more uh, is related to giving something to someone more as like a, as a gift. So, if you think of the word regalo, which means gift, this is where regalar, to give, comes from. So this is like, almost like you're gifting someone with something. So regalame is saying give me, regalame. So the me in regalame is actually the object. So this person is giving a command directly to someone. So that the regala is like uh, the, the to form, right? But the me is the yo form. So again, this is someone talking directly to someone and saying, give me, give me. And in Spanish, when you have this, this sort of phrase, it's really condensed into one word. So regálame is really spelled just as one word. And regálame un beso, which you should know, un beso is a kiss. So give me a kiss, one of those kisses. So uno de esos besos, something like that, right? Give me one of those kisses of yours, something uh, like that is what they're implying. Que solo tu boca lleva dentro. Que solo tu boca lleva dentro. So this que solo tu boca, so we're continuing the previous line. 
de esos besos que solo tu boca lleva dentro. So this is, give me one of those kisses that only your mouth and carries inside. So llevar is from is the verb for to carry something. But in this case, you know, this is the song is obviously a little bit of a love song, so it's talking about something you carry inside of you, but more in a figurative sense. So it's really saying like this is like uh, one of your special kisses, is something like only you can give me. Como una canción mojada de amor. Como una canción mojada de amor. So like a song, and then mojada, it means wet. Uh, but in this case, because it's saying mojada de amor, I would look at this again more figuratively. Like I would use the word more like drenched or soaked, like um, completely saturated uh, with love, de amor. So mojada de amor is like, again, literally wet from love or wet with love, but I would look at it as like something that's soaked, drenched, and saturated, all consumed with, right? Like um, she's referring to his kisses in this case. So it's like something that she really feels like a song that's just completely saturated with love. Refresca mis labios, por favor. Refresca mis labios, por favor. So, you know, por favor means please. Okay, so this refresca, again, another command tense. So this verb refrescar is like to refresh. So refresh my lips, please. So mis labios are my lips. So she's asking for kisses. El cuerpo me pide cosas nuevas. El cuerpo me pide cosas nuevas. So el cuerpo is like the body, but she's referring to her own body. Um, And that's really common in Spanish. If you hear any expressions referring to body parts, it usually uses that definite article, the. So, el cuerpo me pide. Like, if my um, head was hurting, I would say, me duele la cabeza. Even though I'm talking about my own head, I'm really saying my head is hurting me or the head is hurting me. Whereas in English, we would say, I have a headache or my head hurts. In Spanish, it's, it's expressed more indirectly. So, el cuerpo me pide is like my body is asking me or requesting of me cosas nuevas, new things. So, basically, she's saying my body wants to experience new things. Un baño de estrellas, dulce menta. Un baño de estrellas, dulce menta. So, again, more of a figurative as, as phrase here. Un baño de estrellas is like a bath of stars. So, being bathed in stars, again, Very poetic language here. And dulce means sweet. And menta is just a mint. So, again, she's really comparing uh, the feeling of his kisses, like what she's asking for, her body's wanting these experiences. It's, again, very poetic language used here. Que tenga sabor y multicolor. Que tenga sabor y multicolor. So that has flavor and is multicolored. So, again, this is something very vibrant that she's talking about this feeling. Dibuja en mis manos una flor. Dibuja en mis manos una flor. So it says, draw in my hands a flower. So again, very uh, poetic language here. And then for the chorus, uh, she repeats, Toma mi vida, which is the title of the song, Take My Life, Yo te la doy, I give it to you. 
entre tus brazos in your arms será mejor. It will be better. Mi realidad cada momento. Mi realidad cada momento. So my reality and cada momento is every moment. And then she says it again. Toma mi vida. Take my life. Aquí estoy. Here I am. Aquí estoy. So that's uh, pretty much the beginning of the song. And that's a little bit of the chorus. Uh, there are a couple other things here where the command tense is used. So after this, it says, regálame risas, regálame risas, which is give me laughter. Noches bellas, beautiful nights. La luz de tus ojos, the light of your eyes. Luna llena, a full moon. So this is actually interesting. Luna llena, full moon, is really almost literally translated the way we say it in English, and you can actually use that to refer to the actual full moon. Y la sensación de un mundo mejor. Y la sensación de un mundo mejor. And the feeling or the sensation of a better world. El que me imagino tú y yo. El que me imagino tú y yo. So the one that I imagine, you and I. And again, this is in the repeats of the course. Toma mi vida, yo te la doy. Take my life, I give it to you. So let's look at the second part of this phrase. This is really what I wanted to get into. And again, this is a merengue song. And if you haven't heard merengue before, again, I suggest you check out the show notes page, learnspanishconsalsa.com slash 165, and you'll be able to listen to the song there. It's really a beautiful song. And again, Juan Luis Guerra is also in the song. But the thing I wanted to say about merengue is usually there's not a whole lot of lyrics. So there's not a whole lot to the song. There's a lot of repetition, which is really great when you're trying to learn pronunciation, learn phrases. All merengue is not great for this because sometimes the lyrics are very limited. But in this case, this is a beautiful song. You can actually hear a lot of the words being said. A lot of times the trumpets and other instruments in merengue tend to really overshadow um, any of the the lyrics because it's very danceable music it's very upbeat music but in this song you really can use it as an opportunity to listen so there's lots of repetition and again beautiful beautiful song so definitely check it out learn spanish con salsa.com slash 165 but let's break down this phrase that's repeated in the chorus toma mi vida yo te la doy so let's break down this yo te la doy because this is the use of the indirect and direct objects together And it's really important that we understand that we're talking about uh, the subject mentioned right before, yo te la doy, because that is going to help us understand what it means. So, toma mi vida, we're talking about vida, or life, which is a feminine noun. So, in that case, anytime we're going to replace a feminine noun with the object, we are going to have to keep it in sync with that. So, the vida in this case if i want to refer to it later then i have to have that object coincide with uh, the gender of that word so in this case i have to use la because vida is feminine so when i'm using the word it to refer to vida i'm going to use the word la now this might be confusing because it also means the when you're talking about an object like the the noun so La canción, for example, is the song. 
una canción is a song, but in this case, la also can mean it when you're referring to it as an object. So, yo te la doy is referring to that la is referring to la vida. So that's actually an easy way to remember it. If you think about what is the definite article or the word the that you would use with this verb, um, it's the same one you're going to use for it when you're replacing it. So that's super simple way to remember which uh, direct object to use. So in this case, uh, let's just, let's take out some of the words first. Let's just say, let's start with toma mi vida and let's just take the word toma. So like I mentioned, it means take. So it's literally, you're telling someone take something. But you're probably not going to tell anyone to take your life, right? <laughs> not when you're in a real conversation, unless you have a death wish. So again, this song is very poetic, but that particular phrase is not very usable. But what you can say is toma, toma. So just that word alone. Uh, so think about this context. Let's say you're sitting with a friend and you're trying to hand them something and you're trying to get their attention or you're just giving, you're handing something to someone and you want to say something, you can just say, toma, take it, right? Take this. And you don't have to necessarily add other words because in context, you'll probably be holding out your hand. You'll be trying to get someone's attention. Maybe you're tapping their arm or something to get their attention. You say, hey, take this, right? So the way you would just say that in Spanish is simply, toma, toma. So that is actually useful in conversation. Now let's get back to this breaking down of the objects and direct objects. So, yo te la doy, in this case, yo, you know, means I. And you also know in Spanish, you do not always need that um, pronoun. So I don't actually have to say yo te la doy. I can just say te la doy. But usually, especially in a song like this, when you use the pronoun, you're trying to emphasize something. So she's like saying, I will give it to you. Like she's emphasizing that I will give my life to you. So, yo te la doy. I give it to you The la we've already established is it and it's referring to vida. Now the doy is in the first person. So you can take out the te la and you can just say yo doy and it means I give. So yo doy. But if I say that, I'm like, okay, okay, what am I giving and who am I giving it to? So that's what's answered with the la. So if I say yo la doy, I give it. Now you're like, okay, you give it, but to who or to what, right? So the yo la doy, again, an incomplete phrase, but just kind of showing you how we would build this out. Yo la doy is I give it. And again, it's la because referring to vida. Now the te is what we're adding to you. So that's our indirect object because I'm giving it to you directly because I'm talking to you, right? So yo te la doy is saying I give it to you or literally I to you it I give <laughs> right so it's really hard to translate word for word so I suggest you just get used to the pattern for how the words are arranged in Spanish so let's do this by looking at using some different objects so instead of mi vida we let's let's change it up a little bit so we can see if we can get this pattern so when I'm referring to vida I say yo te la doy but what if I was referring to un carro or a car? So I would say to someone, toma mi carro, take my car. I give it to you. What would I say? So I'll give you a minute to think about this. See if you get the pattern. And also, when we're changing this uh, word it, 
Carro is masculino. So it's a masculine verb. I'm sorry, a masculine noun. So we have to change that la to lo. Lo. So I would say, yo te lo doy. So toma mi carro, yo te lo doy. Now, let's say I was referring to libros or books. So this is plural. So once again, if it's plural, we're also going to have to change that word it to match that it's plural and masculine. So instead of saying yo te lo doy, when I say toma mi carro, what would I say if I was to say toma mis libros? Toma mis libros, yo te los doy. Yo te los doy. So that's I give them to you. All right, so again, we're changing it to plural. Now, the last example I have is let's talk about, uh, let's say we're talking about t-shirts. And I say, toma mis camisetas. Toma mis camisetas, yo te las doy. Yo te las doy. So this is feminine and plural. So again, I'm saying, toma mis camisetas, take my t-shirts, <laughs> I give them to you. Yo te las doy. All right, so I hope that helps you get the pattern. Again, it definitely, you're referring to the uh, gender and whether it's singular or plural when you're replacing with it or them. So, yo te la doy, yo te lo doy, yo te los doy, yo te las doy. I give them to you or I give it to you. So let's talk about how we can actually use this in a conversation. Because a lot of times we're not going to be saying this in the present tense. Like I give these to you. That's going to be kind of strange. Usually we're going to be talking about something we gave someone in el pasado or in the past. So first let's deal with how do we say I gave it to you in the past tense. So instead of yo doy, I give, I would say yo di, yo di. So I gave, all right? So if I want to say, I gave it to you, I would say, yo te lo di, yo te lo di. So in the real world, right, you might say this if someone asks you a question. And I don't know about you, but you may have someone that you know who's always losing something. And if it's, you don't know that person, it might be you. <laughs> but something that I say a lot around the house is, ¿Dónde está mi móvil? ¿Dónde está mi móvil? Or, ¿Dónde está mi teléfono? Where is my phone? How many times have you misplaced your phone? Okay, so that's something that you might actually hear, <laughs> you might actually say. So I could say, ¿Dónde está mi teléfono? And if someone was to say, I gave it to you, they would say, yo te lo di. Yo te lo di, or te lo di. I gave it to you. Or what if someone was to say, like let's say you're at a party and either you misplace your cup or someone else uh, is, is looking for their cup. You know, everyone has their drinks. And if you don't write your name on your cup, like some people do, I always think those people are super prepared. They have the Sharpie and they're writing their name on their right cup. That's not me. I always lose my cup. So someone walks into the room, they say, ¿Dónde está mi taza? ¿Dónde está mi taza? Where's my cup? And you say, I gave it to you. So since we're talking about taza, how would we say, I gave it to you? So in this case, taza is femenino, so we would say, yo te la di, yo te la di, or simply, te la di. Now, here's another common one. 
¿Dónde están mis llaves? ¿Dónde están mis llaves? Where are my keys? Again, how many of you know, or maybe it's you, <laughs> how many of you know people who misplace their keys all the time, right? So someone's asking you, where are my keys? And you want to say, I gave them to you. Again, llaves. So keys is going to be femenino. So I would say, yo te las di. Or te las di. I gave them to you. And last example, let's say maybe you're at work or you're looking for some, some paperwork and someone says, ¿Dónde están los, los papeles? ¿Dónde están los papeles? Where are the papers? And you want to tell your boss in this case, look, I already gave them to you, right? I gave them to you. So you could say, yo te los di. Or you can simply say, te los di. Te los di. Because los, we're referring to los papeles. I hope that you found this helpful. Again, there are lots of different rules and variations around using indirect and direct objects. Just wanted to give you this one example because it was used in the song, but hopefully this helps you pick up on that pattern and at least you'll know how to say a few more phrases using the command tense and also direct and indirect objects. As always, I hope that something in this episode has helped you go one step closer from Spanish beginner to bilingual. Hasta la próxima. Thank you for listening to the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com.